Yeah, so I'm Fraser Ayres, and I had the joy of playing uh, Darren uh, many, many moons ago. And then Ben, um, Recall's son, later on as a series regular. So when that happened, when I was Darren, I was, I think I was about 18, 18, 17, 18, 19, something like that. And it was the first year I'd done TV. I'd, I'd had the joy of doing theatre before that. And I'd done a movie called Speak Like a Child with uh, the incredible John O'Comfort. But that year was my first year of TV jobs. And it was the bill. And I got London's Burning. And I, I was over the moon. So me and my mum used to obviously watch London's Burning like religiously all the way through the 80s. And... It, it, when I got that job, it's look, look, my, I've made it. Look, I'm actually on a thing we watch, and it was an absolute joy. That job was it, really, really was. And they were so good to me. And it being one of my very first jobs, it was God. My mind was blown. My mind was absolutely blown. It was the first time, you know, I'd been like I said, I'd been on movie sets, but they're they're kind of different. Um, TV sets when you're part of that ongoing beast that happens um they're they're like families they're like you know people spend a lot of time together and they create those kind of worlds and it felt like a real honor to be asked into that and you know London's burning I mean wow you didn't really get a better show back then do you know what I mean yeah well so you know that was a you know a, a few years after that so I'd got that first one through my agent you know I was a young actor agent that got me Darren and whatnot and then a few years later it, again the audition kind of came up for it and I thought to myself oh I'm never getting this there's no way they're gonna have me as that guy and then have me in as, as Recall's son you know and previously when you know as that character was growing up it was another actor as well so I was like oh yeah I feel like I'm really chancing my arm there um and then it came about you know the agent called up and was like you know you've, you you're gonna be in London's burning regularly and so at the time um so I'm from Leicester Midlands boy originally and you know being able to spend that much time down in London and be in that kind of environment it was all very new to me living in London at that time. And so that was like the perfect start to that, you know, and again, you know, kind of getting up every day, going to set, being with the boys and girls of London's burning. It was an absolute joy, mate. It really, really, really was. And it taught me a lot, it taught me a real, real lot. Like I say, you know, um, I, I, I had done other bits and pieces of TV by then, but when you're in those, like those machines, if you like, like the Bill or EastEnders, they're completely different, beautiful beasts. Um, they're very quick. Um, they're usually completely underfunded. And they're like, like I say, they're families. And having that experience, you know, day in, day out with everyone and, you know, the incredible actors on it, getting that kind of, you know, it was really interesting because, um, you know, the guy who played Recall uh, for your fans, um, lovely guy, absolutely lovely guy. And he really took me under his wing, really, really did. And showed me the ropes of how sets, you know, stand a little bit more to the left, mate. You know, you'll get a better shot. And, you know, don't, don't do all your shots like this. You know, he really took me under my, his wing with that. And so, you know, after I'd done... Yeah, I think it was only, I think it was only one year, two years, maybe. But once I'd done that, you know, I, I knew so much more about the industry off the back of that. I really, really did. It was great. 
So let's talk about Darren, right? So we did Darren. Bearing in mind, you know, like I said, I'm 17, 18, 19, never done, you know, on a TV set before. Oh my God, I'm going to be in London's Burning. And that was the time, a bit like the casualty format, where it was kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, there's the accident. And then, you know, the episode would be around that. And Darren, he was basically a young lad who was working on a construction site and he'd fallen into a pea shingle. Now, for your viewers who don't know what that is, a pea shingle is just like a massive funnel, it's all it, but it's real. And it's got all those tiny, tiny little stones in and it all comes down to a point and then, you know, the bits come out the bottom. So Darren, poor sod, had fallen into one of these and that was the episode. But, you know, we're talking about, when was it? 98, 99, something like that. And, well, health and safety was a different thing back then. So what they actually did was they took me to a construction site and stuck me in a pea shingle. <laughs> and so I was really just, oh, don't worry. We won't let you slip down too far. We'll catch you if it gets too much. And they replaced it with, like, not stones, but, like, lighter stones. But when it was all compounded, you were just in the pea shingle. So actually, there wasn't a lot of acting done. I was actually suffocating and ah! <laughs> on the day. And it again, it was it was so much fun. And, you know, you, you're kind of on a set as a young man in this what feels like a big environment. Cameras are everywhere. You know, you've been dropped into bits of set. And I mean, so, so exciting. And then when I was doing Ben, um, I was I was kind of stuck in the pub a little bit because of what they did with the character was, you know, he was kind of working his way up to become a fireman and following his dad's footsteps. Um, so it was slightly less glamorous, um, but again, no less fun. The, the people that, you know, people think about what you see on TV, like, you know, like the scene and what happens. But that one little scene, that one little 30 seconds takes four hours to film and in between that four hours people are drinking tea and sitting around and having jokes and so actually you know the locations are really really great and fun but actually it's the offset it's behind the set where the most fun really really happens and you're having all those laughs and jokes and sharing book reads and all that kind of thing and like I say London's burning I've done a lot of work since and I, I can hand on heart say there are very few places that have been ever as warm, welcoming, family orientated. You know, I, I don't know what um, the other actors that you've interviewed have said, but hopefully they will agree with that. It really was a, a real family environment, really was. We were in, where were we? we were in Leeds, London. Oh, I think we were in Three Mills, the studio there actually. Um, and I would visit to the, 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 the station. There was a few scenes where, you know, I'd go and visit my dad, recall. Um, and was, when Ben was began his journey to train to be a fireman, there was that. But literally most of my time wasn't at the fire station, really. It was um, kind of, you know, in the pub and on locations doing those things. So now I never got to like whiz down a pole, unfortunately. Meanies. It's, it's funny. So, you know, as you know, brown. And back in the 80s, when you're watching this, there, there, there were no black people on TV, mate. Like you had Lenny, Henry, and that was it. Certainly no people with the kind of beige hue like myself. Do you know what I mean? 
And a big part of watching them as Burning was that representation uh, and seeing, you know, Ben do such an incredible job as Recall and be so loved by the nation. You know, it's people kind of forget. It was a little bit like where we are now. There was a lot of racism around, a lot of racism. And, you know, I even as a child, I experienced some pretty, you know, awful things. And so to see yourself reflected in like a primetime show, ITV, you know, that kind of thing, it was actually a huge deal. So being a fan of the show, I was a massive fan of Recall anyway, like huge, huge, huge. And then I actually almost blew my audition because I got so overexcited at the idea of getting to play Recall Son. Like I got way overexcited. And again, when you kind of, they, they say never meet your heroes, don't they? Because when you meet them, they'll just shatter you. And that's the beautiful thing. He was an absolute gem from day one to the end. And like I say, he really took me under his wing. And so I really felt part of this kind of, this story, this kind of British story, you know, that these that these British shows have, have a responsibility, like EastEnders, you know, and London's Burning and Cash, they have a responsibility, really. And I really felt like I'd been taken into that. And it was really great because he understood that role that he was playing as an actor, not just as recall, that he was being seen and there was a, a responsibility to kind of nail it, really. You know, he had to be like five times better than everybody else because... You know, he was the only black guy in it at that point. And he kind of, there was such a warmth with him, such a kindness and warmth. And when we weren't, it was, it was great. So what we would do is we would rehearse the scenes and we'd really get into the script, like batter it, batter it, batter it, batter it, batter it. So that when the camera was rolling, we weren't doing five takes, no matter how nervous I was as a young actor or, you know, fumbling that was all done. And it was him that took me through those processes to be able to do that. So we were either really working hard on the script or laughing our socks off, <laughs> absolutely laughing our socks off. And, and it kind of happened that, like that. And being a part of that story with him, you know, and that kind of representation on screen, particularly during, at that time, yeah, it felt really, really quite special, to be honest. It feels, it's still to this day, it feels like a real honour and a blessing to have got to do that. Yeah, he did. He, he, he did. And it was interesting how they, you know, we never got to finish those stories as well, which was a shame. But yeah, that, you know, that crossover of, uh, I remember, if, if I recall correctly, you know, you had kind of Ben, you know, in the pub a little bit aimless, not knowing what he wants to do, but obviously, and, you know, there was that to and fro with, you know, kind of the dad and what his dad wanted for him. And I remember, I think the last scene we filmed was the moment where Ben gets accepted and it's in a car, I seem to remember, and it's Recall and Ben, and it's that moment where it's going to happen. And, you know, I think Recall's, I think Recall's dropping him off at the, at the train. It's the, but it's the, it's the final moment where that happens. And then obviously after that moment... You know, there's that, that. And so it would have been great to have seen what happened to Ben, you know, how that kind of span him into, you know, did he become the best firefighter or the worst from that situation? Do you know what I mean? But I think there was one more series after that. And I think Ben then got played by Alexis Rodney, I think, then played him um, when, when when the show got bought up by the Americans. I think, I think that's what happened. Like I say, 
what was it, 25 years ago, it was a while ago, my, my brain is very hazy. Um, but there were, were great stories to tell, you know, they were about legacy and about fathers and about sons. And I think that was the great thing about London's Burning, that it achieved in a way that a lot of show, other shows didn't, particularly, particularly those kind of episodic ones, which was they were never afraid to tackle really big subjects. Um, and at the same heart of it, you kind of had that kind of ITV heartland to it as well as those big subjects, you know. Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so um, like I say, Alexis Rodney, I think, played Ben after me. And Alexis is still, to this day, one of my very, very close friends. Um, and, you know, he, his journey's gone, you know. I think currently he's in LA at the moment doing bits and pieces. Um, lovely guy, absolutely lovely guy. But it was quite interesting because it, it wasn't just the other bands that you get to know, but, like, you know, the... the there was contacts made with the other actors as well around that as well. But yes, um, so I, I knew him. I didn't know the previous Ben actually, um, but I knew the one after me. Uh, no, no, we didn't. You know, like I say, it's the nineties. I didn't even have training to get in the peace shingle as Darren, mate, let alone firefighting. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't actually have any because again, where, where I filmed up to the story, kind of it was just about to happen um so i didn't get it you know i didn't get to swizz around any poles or do anything else. but i know i know the other fighter fighters they had mad training i know that for a fact um because they would take them um to literally where they trained up in london and spin them through it as actors <laughs> i know that did happen <laughs> but i didn't have the joy unfortunately we, you know we just get to see a little box on telly and we see all that bit and we see what's in that frame. And again, it's an army of people behind it. I'm now a writer and I'm also, I, I make TV shows for ITV and for different shows myself now. So I'm on the other side of it. And you realise there's a whole army of people behind that. And again, um, wardrobe, makeup, incredible departments. And the, again, very serious about what they did, but then lots of fun. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, everything was absolutely authentic. And, you know... <laughs> If they're, if they're, you know, filming had been stopped because there was a tear in the uniform and the costume were not having it. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, it's not supposed to be teared yet. But let's do that. And again, in those, you know, the other departments behind the camera. So, for instance, like your stunts, mate, like they were an incredible team who would come in and I think what really happened with London's Burning is you had a lot of people not only part of something that was quite, um, you know, iconic and important for British TV, but you had a lot of people who were very dedicated and serious. And so there was a lot of fun to be had with it. And so like with all, even with all the stunts, like that was a thing. And, and funny enough, you know, working on um, uh, BBC shows, like, you know, there's a big thing around the, the actual stunt and how that operates and the team who puts that together. And although it's, you know, it's recently, you know, looks like it's closed its doors, but who knows what will happen. But Holby, the, the, the makeup uh, team on Holby City, that they go all out on the prosthetics. Like that's, that's part of the fun that they have is really getting underneath that and seeing what they can do and pushing those boundaries. And on London's Burn, you had that with the stunts, you know. Obviously, sometimes it involved putting a child in a pea shingle machine, but <laughs> they really pushed the boundaries of what 
was achievable back then and how things could be filmed and how good it looked. And, you know, obviously, it, you know, it was back in four, three and that, but I'd be, I, I, I won't, I'd be quite interested in seeing some of those stunts and those, some of those accidents that they did. Cause I've got a feeling they probably really hold up even to today. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what? It, it, and it's because it's, it's the P shinkle one, mate. That that first impact being being you know like I say seventeen eighteen, and being in that environment like that storyline like and it's and it was like the one I was in one rather than the regular. But that storyline was probably my favourite because I was in it. I got to see myself. It was one of the first time me and my mum. You know, I grew up on an estate in Leicester. They just raised by my mum. So again, as sat in a kind of Beaumont Lees looking at the TV going. Like that impact, do you know what I mean? Uh, it's a very selfish impact, but I, I would say that my favourite storyline is Darren's in the pea shingle. Uh, any other memories? Twenty, my my brain, my brain hasn't thought about this in such a long time. It was really interesting getting your email, and you know, kind of going through it and thinking about it. And do you know what? There is that. There's there's lots and lots of little stories and little moments, but I think what it is is. Rather than individual stories and moments, again, it's kind of harkening back to that thing that I was saying, like, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd get there and we'd all have breakfast together, so there'd be all that. And then you'd get in costume and, and makeup and then, you, you know, we'd all be chatting away doing that and people would be, you know, oh, have you read this book or did you see that on TV? Or do you know what I'm thinking of? You know, and there was a couple of actors who, like, in that early days, like, it's so common now. But even back then, there were some of the actors in London's Burning who were like, I'm thinking about doing L.A., and so you had this, just this world. And then you'd go onto the set and everyone would have fun and do that. And then, then you'd eat together. And so there are there's lots of stories and people falling off of things and, you know, things being on fire that weren't meant to be on fire. Um, fire's not going out, you know, it's not going out, that kind of thing. But actually, I think for me, the, the warmest, the best story is actually the whole thing itself everybody from directors to the actors to the people behind the camera it was such a wonderful environment and like I say I've done a lot you know and still do a lot now and as an executive producer now and I'm making tv shows on that side I've realized that actually all I'm doing is trying to recreate that environment and that safe space and that warmth and that family feeling that I had on London's Burning all my days I've never I've never clocked that I've never, but that's what I'm doing. Uh, and so actually our sets are very fun and, you know, the, the work's getting done, but my mum always had this thing that if you're, if you enjoy what you do, then you'll never work a day in your life, that old thing, you know? And actually that's what I do now. And looking back, it's from London's Burning. It's that real family. And what happens, <laughs> it's very interesting when you're an actor because you're at the bottom of the pile like audience see you as the top of the pile because that you're the person they see, but actually on set, you're last to get paid, last to get fed. And um, that's not true, actually. First to get fed, but um, last to get paid, you know, you're at the bottom. There's, there's directors and writers and, you know, stunts are more important than you on the, on that kind of set. And, but we get that illusion that actors are important, but actually you're at the bottom of the pile and on London's burning. No one was at the bottom of the pile. When London's burning, everybody was very much, you know, or had the illusion of being an equal and part of a family. And I, I'll never forget that, brother. Never forget that. 
Yeah, Dead Canny. Dead Canny is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dead Canny is a show. <laughs> so like I said, I, I produce and make shows now. And um, I also have a bit of a thing about diversity and inclusion in our industry, you know, making sure that everybody who's not like the posh bloke at the top is getting jobs. Do you know what I mean? Don't matter what colour they are, where they come from. If you're not that posh bloke, you probably need a leg up. Do you know what I mean? So we, we do a lot of work in that, you know, making sure that, you know, working class people, women are getting seen, black people, everybody who's not that bloke, basically. And so we were working with a UK TV um, on a pathway. And if you're not that bloke, it tends to be really difficult to get into the industry. And so, for instance, have see your own written show on TV. Lots and lots of difficulty and obstacles around that. So I set up a pathway with UK TV where basically it's one bedroom to broadcast. And we took these brand new writers, gave them all the experience they need. And then we actually made the shows and they're going to be on Dave in June. Um, and that one that um, that we took on as a production company through this process was called Dead Canny, uh, set in the Northeast. And it's about uh, a young psychic um, who can see dead people. Um, unfortunately, what she kind of comes to realize is that, is that um, the dead are basically the same assholes they were when they were alive. <laughs> and so that's the comedy of that and um because i am also a, a, a tight butted um executive i couldn't afford another actor so i dropped myself in it and then just didn't give myself any lines like cut all these lines give them to the other actress um so that'll be out in june and there's also another little project that that'll be out um this summer on the acting front that i'll be doing but i'm not allowed to say what it is at the moment but let's just say there's some geek stuff attached to it. Um, so that will be coming out in the summer. But now, you know, mainly I'm a writer. You know, I write for like in the long run um, for Idris Elba and written for EastEnders and different shows like that. And I'm, a man, and I'm what's known as a showrunner. So uh, in this country, there's not too many of us, but they're kind of the people who come up with the concept make the concept, do it. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like the Dennis Waterman joke on, um, you know, do the theme tune, write the theme tune. Like, it's a bit like that joke and that's what a showrunner is. And I'm very fortunate to be one of those in our country now where I'm on the other side of the desk making the work and, you know, I'm finding the young Bens and making the shows like London's Burning and getting to be on that side and, you know, hopefully create environments where people get to have a lot of fun. May absolute pleasure, man. Thank, again, thank you for um, keeping the spirit of London's Burning alive, man. You know, it really was uh, an iconic show. And I think of the impact it had on me, not just being in it, but as a viewer. And I'm sure there's going to be lots of your audience who had that impact of it as well. You know, I do kind of always go think to myself, like, that could do with a reboot, mate. It's one of those concepts that, you know, in the modern, you know, modern firefighting, you know, when you look at how our firefighters are treated now and it's not really heard about you know I, you know i'm sure you, your your interest in london's burning extends into real firefighting and interestingly i did a play at the royal court um, with a wonderful director actor writer called clint dyer um and it was about a group of firefighters and what that meant to be a firefighter now and we spoke to some firefighters and they, they, they really don't have it very easy. And 
they really don't have the support that they deserve or have earned. And I think that's probably indicative of our country a little bit. You know, we don't look after doctors. We don't look after the police. We don't look after the, you know, the people on the front line. They all should be paid the most, really, and looked after the best. You know what I mean? Because they're looking after us the most. And, you know, when you need a firefighter, you really need one. And when you need a doctor, you really need one. So, you know, same with teachers and, you know, another conversation, brother. But I think there's definitely a world where... um, that kind of you know london's burning and seeing what it's really like for them now amongst this and what they have to contend with you know and not just you know the the accidents and the fires and the stunts but you know the behind the politics the funding the this the that the the racism the whatever those things may be and i think there's a really interesting show that could definitely be made you know in the modern day to kind of honor it a little bit but you know just pipe dreams just pipe dreams